You're listening to St. Pius X Catholic Church in Lafayette, Louisiana. Thank you for joining us. Why does God not answer our prayers? Or why does God delay in answering our prayers? Why does God grant some prayers and seem to ignore some? Those are honest questions. In our first reading, Moses was up against an army, an army of Amalek against the forces of Israel, the God's nation. By keeping his arms lifted up, they defied the odds and defeated the larger, more skilled army, Moses and Israel. In the reading, if you continue, it says that there's no survivors left, that God ordered that there was to be no survivors, that nobody would be kept prisoner. He ordered the nation, Israel, to slay all of them. Why did he do that? One of the first Christian commentaries uh, from Origen, Alexander, he kind of reads these Old Testament hard readings, you could say, in a spiritual light. Origen said that this image from the Old Testament describes our battle with sin. That we must not leave a remnant of our sin in our life. That I not only have to root out that mortal sin in my life, I have to avoid the near occasions of sin. I have to fall out of love with my sin. Father, look, I stopped committing that sin. I still like to flirt with it, though. I like to get close to the fire, but I don't get burned. That's not how it's done. I have to root out that sin, not leave some of it behind, not still be in love with it and flirt with the idea, get close to the fire. I have to not get burned and avoid the fire. I have to leave those near occasions of sin behind. For I struggle with this sin. Okay, what does 30 minutes before committing that sin look like? That's the near occasion of sin. These little opportunities that lead to it. Maybe it's not sinful in itself, but for me, it is. Because it leads to it. Like Moses, we have to persevere in our fight. It's a hard battle. We have to persevere in our fight against the temptations of sin. The spiritual life is a spiritual battle. Moses had help lifting up his arms to defeat the army, Aaron and Hur. We should have friends that help lift us up. 
And so a key part of our spiritual battle with sin, rooting out sin in my life, is the company that I keep. Do I have friends that lift up my arms? Do I have friends that help me become holy, that push me to persevere and keep our arms up? Or do I have friends that don't even care if I win the battle or not? In that light, they're not friends, they're more just like company. Good friends help us become saints. Well, I've said before, a good friend will call you crazy when you're crazy and lazy when you're lazy. They help us persevere. But persevere in what? That's where the gospel comes in. What do we persevere in, in this fight? We persevere in faith and prayer. The gospel makes it clear. If our faith fails, then so does our prayer. Who prays for something they don't believe in? Nobody. Faith pours out prayer. And prayer obtains the strengthening of faith. Because I have faith, I pray for things. And when I pray, it reassures my faith. Consider what a privilege it is for us to be able to talk with God and that he listens to our prayers and that he answers us. Maybe he doesn't answer us in our way or in our time. But God always answers our prayers. God does not despise or get tired of our prayers, of me asking for something. God gets tired when I'm silent. When I stop praying, that's when I exhaust God. Not when I pray, but when I stop praying. If perseverance melted the heart of a cruel judge wrecked with sin in our gospel, then how much more does our prayer incline God, the Father of all mercies? There is no uncertainty or change on God's part, but there is uncertainty on my part. We change. We change from faith to unfaith, from trust to mistrust, to patience to impatience, from confidence to despair, and then back again. God supplies the water. We're the ones that turn on the faucet. God is always there for us. It's me. He's not always there for God. God does not delay in answering our prayers, we do. We delay in praying. God waits for our prayers in our adoration chapel. Anytime you go, can you imagine you see the Eucharist and the monstrance and think he's been waiting there for how long for you to come visit? 
God waits for our prayers. He doesn't give us the good things we want and ask for if we don't pray for them. He could. He could do that. But he doesn't. Because God sees that we need prayer. God instituted prayers to make us prayer warriors, like Moses, to make us patient, courageous, and strong. He could have given us everything we could have ever wanted instantly without us praying, uh, but he didn't do that because it would make us passive like a baby being fed and not even knowing it. The saying, give a man a fish, you feed him for a day, but if you teach a man to fish, you feed him for a lifetime, that's prayer. That's God's motto on prayer. He cares way more about the type of person I am when I become, when I pray, than about the stuff I get or about what I pray for. The type of person I am changes when I pray. That's what he cares about. When I die, there's not gonna be a, a moving trailer behind my hearse. I can't take that to heaven. What I can take to heaven is the spirit that I pray with. The type of person I am because I pray. In heaven, there's only prayer warriors. The reason why we pray is so God prepares us for heaven. If I don't pray, then I'm not prepared for heaven, but for something much worse. We pray, we become prayer warriors. Just like Aaron and her, held up the arms of Moses, so does prayer and faith hold us up for anything. With prayer and faith, we can overcome any battle, just like Moses. But that decision is up to us. That's why Jesus ends the gospel with the question, when I come back, when Jesus comes back, whether at the end of the world the end of my life, or just at the next opportunity to pray. When Jesus comes back, will he find faith on earth? That question, the answer to that question, is the only thing not in God's hands but in hours.